to this day that you will certainly be destroyed. What was the requirement for the children of Israel when they entered the promised land? They had just one thing to do, and that one thing was to drive out all the inhabitants that were there. The Lord wanted them to drive out the inhabitants in the promised land because they were pagan people. They did not believe in God, and and they were not going to worship the Lord. When the children of Israel went into the promised land, they drove out most of the people, but not all of them. So it happened that because of those people lived among God's chosen people, the chosen people of God began to worship false gods. The list of false gods was long, and they were terrible. There was Baal and Asherah and Ashtoreth and Moloch, who even demanded human sacrifices. Their hearts were drawn away from the Lord. Rather than obedience, God's chosen people chose disobedience. Moses tells us what was going to happen. He says, you will not live long in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. So it was that the children of Israel, even though here was to be the promised land that they were supposed to possess, it was that the children of Israel, even in this land, that for generation after generation, that they soon found out that in disobeying God, that their enemies would come and defeat them. The enemies did come, and they took them away as prisoners. The enemies came and destroyed the city of Jerusalem more than one time. And rather than choosing life or prosperity, God's people chose disobedience, death, and destruction. It was a serious matter. The Lord says in verse 19 of our text, This day I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. And so they chose death and curses. The Lord said, By everything which I have created, I am making this covenant with you. I have chosen you to be my people. And then he says, Now... What is your choice? Today, as you and I live already in our promised land, the Lord wants us to ask ourselves, what is our choice? Excuse me. What is our choice? As we live in the promised land, we also live among those who worship pagan things. There are many false gods gods all around us. It is not that today's idols are set up as false gods, but that people, events, activities are worshipped as idols. The Lord reminds us today and every day that we as believers and God's chosen people, we make our choices. Our choices are not easy ones. In fact, today's choices, I think, might actually be harder they were back in the beginning of time. Remember Adam and Eve? They only had one choice to make. Not to eat the fruit of the tree of knowledge and good. And yet, the choice they made was wrong. Their perfect world was no longer perfect. And you and I are far removed from a perfect world that Adam and Eve enjoyed. Today, you and I have many different choices that the world puts before us. The clear scripture evidence that the world makes bad choices and wrong choices is that the world still faces death. Even though the world might try to deny sin, you and I know it is still there. Listen to the words of the prophet Ezekiel in Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 4. He says, For every living soul belongs to me, the Father as well as the Son, 
both alike belong to me. The soul who sins is the one who will die. None can escape death because no one in this lifetime escapes sin. But what is today's prevailing attitude? The prevailing attitude of our world and the world around us is that if we let people do what they want and respect their space and their feelings and their opinions and even their bad judgments, that is not such a bad thing. So says the world. So it is that the debate of our society goes on. What is right and what is wrong? The list of disobedient choices grows with each generation. All around us, people declare that it is not so bad. Evil is considered good, and good is evil. People consider themselves worthy of heaven, yet his chosen people, he is very serious of our day, of who will go to heaven. Moses said to his chosen people, says to them to listen, to not listen to what the world says, but to listen to what God says. In the New Testament, in Paul's letter to Titus, he says this in the first chapter, verse 16, he says, they, that God says, they claim to know God, but by their actions they deny him. He says, they are detestable. They are disobedient. They are unfit for doing anything good. And that describes how you and I and everyone are born into this world as detestable and dishonest and unfit for anything. And yet, God still has placed his choice upon you and me. God has taken us from the grasp of Satan and placed us into the palm of his hand so that we can make good choices. We can make Christian choices. And it is difficult. It is hard. The world is real alluring. The philosophy of the world creeps in and the Lord reminds us Jesus told the parable of the seed and the sower. You all remember that? As we look at that parable, it seems very clear But when Jesus was done telling the parable, the disciples said, what does it mean? So Jesus had to even explain it to them. And he talks about that the seed that falls among the weeds and the thorns. He says that the one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is man who hears the word but worries about this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it. Making it unfruitful. That's in Matthew 13. Remember God's choice. God's choice was upon that we, that we, you and I, would bear fruit. Sometimes in our life we make the wrong choices. No doubt. We make choices that are concerned with the deceitfulness of wealth. We wonder and we worry. Do we ever have enough to live on? How are we going to survive when prices keep going up? How am I going to retire? Will I have enough money to live on? Do you think God is going to forget you? The worries of this life, we make choices concerning them instead of God's kingdom first. And sometimes the word of God is choked out. We, you and I, even choke it out. The biblical truth that God has chosen us to be his for time and eternity, we forget. This week, we're going to continue this message from Exodus 30, kind of as a part two, if you will, as we look at obedience and God's blessing through the morning devotions that we do every morning and for those of you who, who, aren't, who don't get the morning devotion, you can just go to our webpage, readingtlc.org, and it's on the front page. You can click on it, and you can read it every morning this coming week. 
Or send me an email, pastorbrian at readingtlc.org, and say, I want to be linked to the morning devotions, and I'll, we'll set you up that you will receive it about 4 o'clock every morning. And you can follow part two of this text. Um, so come and join us every day this week. But for now, our Lord says this to us. He says, what is your choice? Is it going to be listening to the world and disobeying and, and seeing God's judgment? Or is it going to be listening to God's word and obedience and enjoy, enjoy God's blessings? The blessings our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ won for us when he kept the law perfectly for us, when he suffered for us, when he died on the cross for us, when he rose from the dead on Easter morning, and when he ascended to heaven for us to sit at the right hand of God where he currently watches over you and me and he cares for us. So what will your choice be? Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Father, forgive us for the times we make the wrong choice. We give thanks for the times we make the right choices. Fill us with your Holy Spirit to guide us in the choices that we make every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us rise and profess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God. Let us pray. God of grace and God of glory, we give thanks to you this day that you do not leave us in silence, but continually comfort, defend, and strengthen us by your word and spirit. Bless your holy church throughout the world. And we especially remember Reverend Jeffrey Tuft, who was ordained yesterday and installed as the pastor of Calvary Lutheran Oroville in Grace Lutheran Fridley. And we pray that you would guide and direct all nations and kingdoms among men. The forgiveness of our sins and as your own children by our baptism into Christ. Give to all who are in need of healing for the sick, especially Steve and Mary, Barbara, Mike, Dave, Jaden, and Bob. Give restoration to the broken confidence to those without hope and peace to all in trouble. Remembering all who have gone before us with the sign of faith, especially the prophets and apostles and martyrs of old, as well as those nearer to us, especially Jim Bowerman and those whom we now name before you in our hearts. Help us to continue walking in faith to your glory and our salvation. 
Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. For what has been hidden from before the foundation of the world, you have made known to the nations in your Son. In him being found in the substance of our mortal nature, you have manifested the fullness of your glory. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name evermore, praising you and saying. We join together in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Our Lord Jesus Christ, in the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And after having given thanks, he broke it, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. And after having given thanks, he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, drink, this is the cup of the New Testament of my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Please be seated.
Please rise. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, we thank and praise you for feeding us the life-giving body and blood of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ. Send your Holy Spirit that having with our mouths received the holy sacrament, we may by faith obtain eternally, eternally enjoy your divine grace, the forgiveness of sins, unity with Christ, and life eternal. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. We sing children of God. Praise to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, our God and our King. To him we will sing. In his great mercy.
Please be seated. I believe we have announcements today. Can all of you read that? <laughs> of course not. At least I can't. But it's a sign if you get up close, you can read it. It will be in the fellowship hall where you get coffee every Sunday. By the way, coffee is always free. Some of you who don't know that, you can come back there and have a cup of coffee with us. What this is, as I look around, I see all of you. We look at how we can get you involved in what we do here at the church. There's so many different, and this is probably only maybe 90% of what people do on a one-time volunteer basis, many times, weekly. But if you want to get involved in the church, take a look at this. It's a way. And these are the list of the people who you can contact. Uh, not just pastor. In fact, you're not even on here, pastor, I guess. <laughs> you're too busy. No, not really. He's always made time. But take a look at it and see. If you want to find something you can do, we have people who send out birthday cards. Anybody ever receive a birthday card? Yeah, people do that. Just to remind you, some had birthdays this month. But it'll be up there. This will be here for you to look at. And if you want to get involved, there's plenty of ways to do it. Thank you. Thanks, Merv. Rachel? I'm just here to remind you that we are going to have the Jews for Jesus presentation of the Passover, Christ in the Passover, um, the last Sunday in February, which is February 26th. And I do still have a little basket out there if you'd like to contribute to the traveling costs and everything of this person. And I would really encourage you in the next couple weeks, if you want to just read the whole story of the Passover in the Old Testament, the actual Passover story is in Exodus 12, but if you start at the beginning of Exodus, you'll know all the background, <laughs> and then you'll have a better uh, understanding of what we're talking about. Thanks, Rachel. Isla? Good morning. I just wanted to thank everyone that came and helped move the classrooms. I'm not sure if you saw the pictures up there, but um, between the two new classrooms, we're getting adjusted. The children love it. They've got new toys, bigger environment, um, smaller classes too, so they're really, really enjoying it. But thank you guys so much for coming and helping us. We couldn't have done it without you. Um, we have a bake sale out out uh, in the uh, coffee room. Um, this is a bake sale for our mission grants. It's from uh, Lutheran Women in Mission and putting it on. And um, I, don't forget to buy stuff for your Super Bowl party because there's a lot of it, they bake candies and it, there's a lot of stuff out there. And also. Um, when you're watching the game today and you're thanking God for the touchdown, <laughs> praise him for other things. Praise him for our, our, our nation. Praise, pray that our nation makes the right choices. And so you can, you can pray all during Super Bowl. Make that a habit. Especially during halftime. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> um, and so our, one of our mission grants is most ministries, which stands for Mission Opportunities Short Term. So if you ever wanted to go on a seven- to nine-day mission trip, the, this organization helps you do that, and you go into to different countries, usually different countries, to do this. Uh, we have a short three-minute video uh, that you can, uh, on most ministries, and if you want any more information, you can talk to me. I've been on three of the uh, mission trips and pastor will talk afterwards because when he was pastor, they came to his church. So. Thank you. 
I think most of you know that Jane and our children and I spent two years in Panama <clears throat> doing mission work. Most ministries came to us. We were in the more rural area of Panama, about, about an hour from Costa Rica, about eight hours by car from Panama City. And they came went, went and spent a week with us. And if you know anything about Panama, the sun shines every day. The only time you get a break from the sun is when it rains, which is every day. <laughs> the difference between winter and summer is it rains more in the wintertime, which is the opposite of when winter is here, than it does in the summer. But one of the things they do besides the regular glasses, which they, they brought, and, and it is a process, and we had lines out the door. We never thought we would have enough glasses to take care of the people that came. God provides. But we also gave everyone a pair of sunglasses. Because if you're out in the sun every day and you look at the sun, you can imagine what it does to their eyeballs. And we're close, panel is closer to the equator, and it's just really, really bright. We pretty much wore sunglasses every day. And, it's, and everything is free to the people who come to, to, to these things. And one of the things, that, and I, I think I shared this story with Carrie, one of the things that I, that I really like about most ministries is that when they go to, whether they come to Redding, California, or they go to uh, David in the province of Cherokee, of Panama, they move among the people. And they arrive late, uh, about four hours later than they had planned when they came to, to Panama. And they were really hungry. And I said, okay, I said, I'll, you know, want me to take you to a restaurant? No, we want to do it ourselves. And I said, okay, cool. There's a restaurant right across over the street over there from where we were keeping them, housing them in the house. And so they went over to the restaurant and, and we waited for them to come back. And they came back and they said, uh, it was the strangest chicken that we ever had. Well, what did you have? They said, I think they said it was called Menudo. Menudo. And so I'm, I'm, I'm debating at that moment, do I tell them what they really ate? Or do I let it go as strange tasting chicken? And uh, I said, you look it up when you get home. For those of, you, those of you who do not know what Menudo is, it is tripe. You all know what tripe is? It's the intestines. And yeah, if you either, either love it or hate it. I do not think there's any in-between on that stuff. So, Wonderful ministry, and you can participate in so many different ways. You can bring your glasses here, bring sunglasses here, and we will get that to them. You can um, go to their webpage, Most Ministries, and, and they have tons of different ministry opportunities and mission trips that you can go on in the United States, overseas. Uh, wonderful, wonderful organization, and, and I would encourage you to to consider um, getting involved, even if it's just bringing in your old glasses and your old sunglasses. And don't worry what the condition is, is they will take care of them. And they will, they will test them and figure out what it is. And, and, and as you saw, they test the people. All right. Um, thank you, Carrie, for bringing that to us. Uh, just want to also remind you that the, the Capella, that's, that's uh, um, old uh, River Forest, Concordia River Forest, now called Concordia Chicago, um, their uh, a cappella uh, uh, choir is going to be here on March 6th. It will be at 4 o'clock. At 4 o'clock, we'll have um, a concert. And uh, we have a uh, need for seven more, seven more fa host families to host two kids. Um, and it's either two boys or two girls. And if you only have one extra bed, that's okay, because we've been told that they can sleep in the, in the same bed because there's two boys or two girls of that. Yes? March 5th. Did I say 6th? Is that a Monday? Oh, well, March 5th, Sunday. It is on Sunday, March 5th. Sorry about that. Um, and, uh, and it's a wonderful experience to host these kids. We've done it before here, and, and, it, and it works like this. So they're going to show up about... One o'clock on Sunday, they'll do, do a little resting, they'll get dressed, then they'll do the concert at four o'clock. We will feed them dinner afterwards. We'll plan some kind of potluck, and then they go home with you. And uh, you either spend up all night talking to these young college students, or you send them to bed and they, go to, they crash. 
and then you have them back here at, you feed them breakfast, they have them back here at 7.30 in the morning on Monday. And then they take off, they're going to stop in San Francisco, go to Fishman's Wharf for a few hours before they head down to Cupertino, where they will perform Monday night. And they end up in uh, Los Angeles area before they head back. So we can use uh, seven more host families, uh, if, you, if you can. And there's a sign up on, in the uh, narthex. I think that's all the announcements. Did I miss any? Anybody else have any? All right, so yeah. what's your choice? That's the pondering of the day, okay, uh, uh, and all week. And, if you, and seriously, if you do not have, get the morning devotion, it's, it's, if for those who don't know what it is, it's, it's my face. It's a video, sorry about that, of me. Um, as I share with you the text and give you some thoughts about it, um, you, you, you don't have to do it at 4 in the morning. You can do it anytime, and, and it stays in there anytime of night. You can just pull it up. It's on Facebook. It's on YouTube. Go to our webpage or send us an email, and we'll, we will put you on it and subscribe, subscribe to it, and then it'll go into your e- email mailbox, and you can click on a link there for that. As you get the second half of my sermon done in five days, so a little short clips on that. With that, let's go in peace. Let's serve the Lord. Find somebody here you haven't seen in a while and say hello to. And we're going to introduce yourself. And join us for coffee and for the, the goods, right? Oh, follow the balloon. That's right. You're going right. That's right. Am I supposed to stand over there now? Hey, sir. I know. Hey, you come here. How are you? Hey, it's so good seeing you. And it's so good seeing you, too.